And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Oh, that's right. It is the Weighing In Podcast with John McCarthy and the real punk. Josh Thompson, they didn't even say your name. We they don't said, have to say your name. We did you, the... You are not doing it. We are not having you start this show because that would be a travesty. Dave did... The, <laughs> did you wrong? The part where it was me first like two times ago. And I jacked it up so much and now we're back to Bothcat. We're back to yours. This is it's wrong. Right. This is wrong. Look. Not wrong at all. There is so much to talk about. And I know everyone's thinking like, oh, Josh, here he comes. It's going to be nice. Right. say this and this. Wah, 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 like the teacher from Charlie Brown. I get it. But look, John and I have a great time. We are here in London. We were in Paris last week. We are now here in London in Wembley. I am stoked to be here. I love Wembley. I love London. I love this whole area. Everyone here is amazing. And I love the fact that we sell these arenas out every single time when we come to Bellator here. Crazy Listen, good crowd. I've ran around this whole area and people are like, oh my God, Bellator. Because I was wearing a Bellator shirt today. Everyone's like, oh my God, Bellator's, they're here. That's right. MVP. He's fighting this guy. He's a good wrestler. What do you think he's going to do? Well, we're going to talk I think about he's going to wrestle. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But guess what? I feel like John and I have to clarify some things. <clears throat> do we? <clears throat> Let me roll my sleeves up. Okay, because I'm going to go hard on the pain of you guys right now. But look, all you guys in the comment sections, because I'm the only guy on this show that reads comments, by the way. But I love you guys. And I love the fact that you guys come at me. I love the fact that I can read them and you guys are aggressive at me. I love, I don't like the negativity because you don't need to. You can just talk to me like as if I'm like your friend because that's really what I am. I'm the only guy that reads the comments because John. Well, he, that's he, what makes you a friend is that you read the comments? Well, are, do you understand where they're coming from? Are the comments, you don't are the comments for us to actually read <clears throat> or the comments for our people who listen to talk between themselves? I think we should read them and get influences from them. Like, feel that. It, a comment, I want them to feel like they're part of this show. And you that's want them to think that they have a voice. With they do you. have a voice with oh, me. You have Maybe no not voice with you. With me. <laughs> you have no voice with John. But I take a lot of what you guys have to say a little bit to heart. Just not, kidding. Not in, a, not in a rude way, but I actually love listening to your guys' comments. I read your guys' comments. I read them out loud sometimes to myself. That must be how you listen to them. It is, because I, I read them out loud to myself. <laughs> but look, I have fun with you guys. I even kind of banter back sometimes in some comments, but I want you guys to understand this is you guys get on me for the Islam uh, love. Chef? Yeah, for Islam market chef in terms of like, hey, so you guys are clear, you guys are clear. You guys gotta understand. Some of you guys have no idea, cause I've read some of the comments. Oh my God. You guys have no idea I've never, I've, you guys think I've never trained with this guy. You guys act like I've never rolled with him, I've never trained with him, I've never sparred with him. I have done all of those things. Now, for I years. Do, yes, for years, <laughs> not for a little bit. Since the kid was like 19, 20 years old when he came to AK. I've been training with him that long. So look, not only is he a great person, look, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ride his coattails right now. I'm gonna simply say this. Charles Oliveira is a hundred percent a threat to him. There is no doubt about that. We I would be foolish to say, if you guys are watching this and listening to this, okay, on your guys' audio platforms. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all those things. John is saying number one. Charles Oliver. Number one. You think he's going to win? Right now? This show of Wayne is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Big John, I made money already off of you. You did. For this, for this Oliveira yeah. and Justin I'm not Gates happy about that. But notice that I paid right away. Yes, you did. Okay. And actually, to be honest. And that's what my bookie will do for you. And I forgot. <laughs> so... 
That's yeah. why you have MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne in. Use that QR code right over there. And when you put your first initial deposit, they'll give you a little extra spending cash. But on top of that, though, they will let you know next time you log in that you've won money. So you, when you don't forget like me, okay, that someone owes you money like Big John paid. He paid me the 100 bucks, and I said, what are you paying me for? You said we had a bet for the first round. First finish. round. It seems like I seem to be on track a lot these days. Wow. Islam Makachev. Hold on, hold on. Let me do this for, let me do this for you. Yes, thank you very okay, much. Okay, there you thank go. Thank you very much. But hey, when you guys go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne and that QR code right there for your first initial deposit. You get a little extra spending cash. And we want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. MyBookie is stuck by us through this, and we'd like you guys to stick by us by also joining mybookie.ag using that promo code Wayne. I don't think he's going to win. That's okay. Okay, but here, I look, I understand why John feels that way. And, but I'm not going to say it's going to be a shutout. I'm not going to say that because Jim Miller subbed him 15 years ago, I don't even know when that f- sub was, okay, that he's going to end up, be, that, that Islam can sub him. I'm simply saying this Charles right now is fighting at a level that no one else is able to fight at. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I want everyone to understand that. In the comment section, you guys post down below. Talk to me. I'll talk to you back. Okay, Goose? I got you guys. Okay? It really comes down to the fact that, like, I have trained with Islam. I'm not disrespecting Charles at all. I think, honestly, he is on another level than everyone else in that division. But that being said, look at the guys that he has fought. Okay? None of them. None of them are submission guys. Give me one guy. Well, when you say Tony, you remember, okay, that'll exactly. be it. That'll Tony, be it. Tony's, a, Tony's a damn good submission guy, and yes. Dustin's not a bad submission guy. He's not guy bad, either. but he's nowhere near Islam. I didn't say he was the same as Islam, but okay. he's not bad. But even people even. Look at, people look at Islam, and they're like, oh, well, he's not at the level. Like, I, maybe you guys have never seen it to the point where I agree. Fine. If you guys want to say he's not at Islam, Islam is not at his level, I'm okay with that. I understand that. I appreciate that. Charles Oliveira has a level, and I was actually listening to a couple other shows today because that's what I do. I listen to other people's shows because I respect other other journalists, other, other people, other people's opinions, and I do. Liar! I do. <laughs> I do. And I will, you know what? And I'll even give a little rub to the nose himself because he brought up a good point. And also one of our other guys that works for Showtime and Luke and Luke Thomas. They brought up a good point. There's one thing, and we brought this up as well, but we didn't touch on it as much as these guys did. He is at a level at 155 in jujitsu that you don't see very often in terms of on the ground. That no one wants to engage the fact that won the fight, they do not want to engage on the ground with him. There's only been a handful of fighters that have been able to do that. Nino Schremer being one, okay, who was in pride back in the day, but never won a world title, was never that guy, was at the top of the echelon, okay. Verdum, definitely. Noguera, for a while, was that guy. Fedor kind of exposed him a little bit, but still, majority of the guys that he ever got taken down by or did not want to go, did not want to go the round. That style in which they fight when they get dropped, they get hurt, they get rocked, they sit back to their back going, come to Poppy. He has that level right now that not everyone has. And the only reason, and I'm being honest like you guys, I understand, that, which guys have you seen jump into his guard? Mike Chandler. Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler understands it because he's never been submitted. He's never put, been put in a in a position. <clears throat> well, he's been put in bad submissions, but yes. he's gotten his way out of it. He's gotten his way out of it. He understands what it takes to get out of those positions. He understands relaxation. He understands. He is someone that I think the body style helps a lot. No neck, really just traps to ears. Super strong. Okay, boy. super strong. 
Hard to really submit. We're gonna, he's super stumpy, so his knee bars, ankle locks, those things are not available really to him. Okay, and his arms, he's physically strong, so he can just curl you anytime he feels like he wants to get on an arm bar. That's the Michael Chandler. Look at I just gave him a lot of props. Most of you guys know that doesn't happen very often. So I will continue to carry on. I will carry on the fact that, look, when it comes to the ground, there are certain fighters that have had success. No, I'm going to go back to even the Kevin Lee fight. Kevin Lee was able to take Charles Oliver down at will. Look, Kevin Lee is nowhere near as good as Islam, nowhere near as good as uh, Michael Chandler when it comes to wrestling or submission, submission defense. Okay? So he had some success. Now, don't get me wrong. John and I talked about this. Charles obviously won the fight. Charles dominated the fight. There was positions there that were threatening all the time. But Kevin Lee was able to defend quite a bit and still landed some good shots from the top. Still had some good takedowns and was able to get the takedowns pretty easily. Islam will be able to do that. Now, when you get to that level, and I've said this I don't know how many times, guys, okay? I am a huge fan of Charles Oliveira. You want to know why? Because he beat Michael Chandler. That's why I'm a fan. Okay, now everything else besides that, he is a fucking great fighter. Okay, Absolutely on, you, you, great. I want you to answer a question then. The Charles Oliveira that fought Kevin Lee, that was basically in 2019. Okay. Okay. Different, maybe, maybe different Charles. Oh, yeah. Different Charles? That's the whole point. Look at the Charles today. There is a big difference even between that Charles and the Charles that beat Justin Gaethje just the other night. His confidence is there. way above. The words that I wanted to and hear from my guy here. Finally, he's finally able to keep up with Josh Thompson. The confidence. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. I'm serious. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm coaching you into is this, this conversation. Is this what it is? is it, you're the one doing this? Okay. I love it. So I want people to know that we're in the same room, by the way. We're in the same room. See? He believes in himself. And he believes in his ability. Look, at he put himself in positions to stand, bite down on that mouthpiece, and look for the openings that Justin Gaethje gives by dipping his head down. He believes in his stand-up too, and his stand-up is good. And here's it's the big so difference, and, I, and I've said this multiple times, and I, and I believe it to be true, and it could, you know, other people could argue and say, no, I'm wrong. There is a difference between the one guy, the one guy that I think would give, right now, Charles problems, you know, is Habib would have given him problems. Absolutely. Habib and what he does and what Islam does, they're different. And the difference being is, Islam responds to someone hitting him different than Habib responds to someone hitting him. Habib just almost systematically walked through guys that could hit hard mm -hmm. to get that takedown, to just put pressure on him to the point they had to stop throwing shots to try to stop what he's doing. Islam's not the same guy. Can anymore. I rebuttal you? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Who's the better guy on the ground? You want to come to me for that no, answer? No, no, no. I, know, you know. I know that answer. Who's as the far better as, guy on, on the ground? Hold on. Who's the better submission guy? Who's the better wrestler grappler? Nah, nah. The better MMA guy on top is Habib. Khabib. Okay. Okay. But who is the guy that the when guy it that comes, has better submissions who, is Islam? The guy who has better submission defense. Islam. Islam. Yeah. I admit that. Where's the threat on the ground then? The threat's there. I love. I the threat is there because Charles Oliveira can pull that submission out. He cannot. Yes, he can. Because all I it would, takes is you getting a step behind. And so, it, but the thing is, I don't think he'll be a step behind when it comes to the he wrestling transition, not. to the grappling, to the submissions. He will not. He, Khabib would have been more of a step behind. That's where people need to understand. I am not just riding Islam's coattails. I'm simply saying this. Khabib, the one thing that he was good at was aggressiveness. 
taking the shot, getting the takedown, putting himself in the takedown position, in a good position to make sure he wasn't getting stuck in submissions on the way down. But on the ground, when it came to the submission defense, I've rolled with him a bunch of times. I've seen other guys roll. No, get me wrong. Like I said about Islam and with Khabib and all the other Russians and Dagestanis that train at our gym at AKA, they, I've seen them roll, you guys, and you guys hit me in the comments going, oh, he's never rolled with Leo Vieira. He's never rolled with Buchecha. Uh, did you guys forget? AKA no. was with Checkmat during that it's time a, that they were successful. Buchecha used to fucking train there. He used to train with AKA. He used to train with DC. He used to train with us. I've rolled with him several times. I've been to, we've all been to Checkmat headquarters in terms of for, uh, for Pan Am training camp and World's training camp. These guys, I've seen them roll with Lucas Leitch, with Palito, with uh, Philip Pomosky. I've seen them roll with all... Uh, uh, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're all pretty good. Okay? <laughs> These guys are the best guys. Best guys in the world. Some of the top, top guys. Now, everyone kept throwing out uh, Gordon Ryan. I'm like, guys, not a lot of guys have had an opportunity to train with him. He's like, he's he's trained with Dan Hurry, He's trained with... Like, like, but he's obviously at a level as well, okay? But just because you didn't train with one guy doesn't mean you haven't trained with the best guys in the world, okay? Still train with some of the best guys in the world. These guys have had success against some of them. Now, I won't say who or what, but they've been doing pretty damn well. John really has his cell phone on right now, seriously. Well, it's because I'm looking yes. for Linda to get back to me. <laughs> so, my thought is this. Charles Oliver deserves all the respect that I am trying to give him right now. I know I keep talking about Islam, Charles Oliveira, there's no doubt. When you're comparing the two fighters, it doesn't matter. Who shows up that day at 1% will win. That's it. 1% or half percent better, whoever shows up, a half a percent, maybe even less. Whoever woke up and said, you know what? Fuck, I'm feeling it today. And the other guy said, you know what? I'm feeling it too. Just not that much. That's all it takes. It really does. When you're talking about the best guys I'm feeling it. But my balls itch. But my balls itch, yeah, because yep. my balls are hot. That's it. Okay? You, you guys understand what I'm trying to say. Look, and I hope so. You guys are going to comment in the, in the bottom. And I'm going to actually read them because I spent hours reading all your guys' comments. And I have comments. Here's the thing I want to talk about. I love about. it. Go ahead. Do you think it was right for Charles to be stripped of his title? Uh-huh. You're being a jerk right now. I'm being not a being a jerk. Yes, I absolutely do. And look, and I've, I've, like I said, I listen to other people's shows, and I and I like those people. Okay, I like the rub. Okay, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Okay, Mister knows himself, and I like Luke Thomas. I like those guys. The bottom line is, look, you signed a contract to say 155. Do I think it's right? Yes, because you signed the contract to say 155. Now, John and I, we agree on how that is all established. The reason why you saw when Khabib got on the scale and it was like 155, boom. The reason why you saw that is because look, no different when you're wrestling in high school and college. You set the scale at the top. You set the scale at the weight. If the scale breaks, it's good. Boom. Run it off, it's over. If the scale drops off the end, if the scale makes a break off the end, guys made weight, boom, slide it over. The reason that it's scary is because John and I have talked about this as well is if you get a digital scale, right, John? Yep. That scale now says 155.1, 155.2. You're still overweight. Go cut the weight. That's where you run into a problem. So now it becomes more concise, more, it's more personal. accurate. It's more accurate than a normal scale that you just slide over. Now, did the Arizona Commission fuck up? No, they didn't fuck up, but they could have no, just been were, like, fuck they it. Were very, they were very, here's the problem with it is, 
John's got, he knows a little bit more than I this do. Is a, this, this, is what it, well, this is what it comes <laughs> down to. There's letter of the law, and the, and the letter of the law says that the fighter shall weigh in for championship weight. That means that in lightweight, it's 155.0 yep. or below. Tell them the story of me, with me, with Gil. You Several times. You and Nate. Oh, me and Nate as well. Oh, me and Nate too. Yeah. But the, the me and Gil thing was this, is that I weighed in, it was for a title fight. Me and Nate was not for a title fight. No. But me, Gil and I, several times, one all three of our fights were in- California. In California. You weigh in one time. You can only weigh in one time. You miss If you miss weight. weight you miss weight. You miss weight. They don't so let you. There's no hour, there's no two now hours. That's changed, but that's the way it was. That is, yeah, back then, it was no hour, there was no two hours. You had no time to make the weight. You lost your opportunity to win, to, to win your title. So when I fought him the first time, <clears throat> it was one time. Second time, one time. So literally just skivvies, don't even take a chance. I knew I was on weight, but still, you never know what the scale is gonna do. So that is a different situation. Things have changed, okay? But I, the thing is, we went from the, I believe it was the, no, all three, all three, all three were on an actual real scale. On one of those, triple beam scale. whatever yeah. they call, I don't know what they're called. Called the triple beam scale. Okay, and that changes the way you look at things. You need to come in on weight. And I am not in favor of the way that the Arizona Commission handled it because okay. it should have been. It broke, done. It should have been that way. And people gave, remember, people gave Khabib a hard time. So did he really make the weight? Did my teammate really make the weight? I don't know. You wanna know why? Because it broke. Once it breaks, that means that you're, you're actually at the weight you should be. Yeah, That's all it means. If you're putting hands on towels and things like that, we don't discuss that, okay? We don't talk about make, that. We don't, we don't talk about that, okay? We don't talk about yeah. Bruno. We just go, okay? For those of you guys that have kids, you guys understand, we don't talk about Bruno, okay? So we just swipe the weight and move over. Podcast Dave, you understand? The whole, the whole thing is this. I, I look at it like, I understand there's the rules, but there's spirit of the law and there's letter of the law. That's not, how, that's not how the law works. Yes, it is. No. That's exactly how the law works. You either broke the law or you didn't. No. John, you're a former cop, you should understand that. Either broke the law or you didn't. Okay, that's the way you look at it, but you know, no. <laughs> that's not the way it is. I, I look guess. at it, you know, when, when they're at that <clears throat> position, is there an advantage being gained by one fighter? And there's not. And there's some, something was off based upon he went another hour and didn't lose one ounce. Something, yeah. Something's up there. Something's wrong. Well, sometimes you can't get your sweat back. It doesn't matter. An hour of time sometimes you can't will get at least take back. an ounce. John... I would agree with you normally. Ounce. I would agree with you normally, but there's been that when I fought Clay Guida, I lost 12 pounds. One ounce. I lost 12 pounds in two hours. Yeah. After I got done with those 12 pounds, I literally could not sweat one more drop. I didn't lose anything. I actually gained a half pound. How the hell did you gain? No idea. No there's idea. There's no way that you gained. On my okay, scale, again, on wrong. my scale, it's something's that. wrong. Then I went home, went to You're sleep. You're not putting any. In went your home, mouth. went to sleep, slept off a pound, woke up, was able to sweat just fine. <clears throat> yeah. It really depends. I think it depends on what your body's willing to give you. He may have been so depleted that his body wouldn't give anymore. I mean, that's kind of when you once you stop your sweat, oh, yeah. it's hard to get it back up. This is true. And so every every fighter, not fighter, but most wrestlers will tell you that. <clears throat> but I want to make sure that do I think that he got screwed? No, I don't think he got screwed. You want to know why I don't think he got screwed? He signed on the dotted line saying he will make the 155. Now, could the commission have done him a favor like they did with other people? How many like times? They, like they did with Nate Diaz. How many times? In California, they did with Nate Diaz. Okay, in California, how, Diaz, about, how about up in Canada with George St. Pierre? How about in all these other spots? Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. When you look at, when I, when I fought Nate, it was the same exact thing. He weighed in, 
He was a pound over. A pound over 156, by the way. Then he dropped his skivvies. He was still a pound over, a half, like a little over half pound is what they said. Then Nate, uh, not Nate, but Dana and Joe Silva, they all huddled. And as you know, he was on weight. They had a conversation with the commission. They said, look, scale could be wrong. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. They still looked around. He never made weight. But at the end of the day, if you're a fighter, you have to fight that fighter no matter what. You don't, you shouldn't care about what they weighed in at because at the end of the day, a half pound, you're going to tell me a half pound is really going to keep you from living your dream and winning that fucking title. You're out of your goddamn mind. I told Joe Silva right after that, I said, I don't give a shit if he was a half pound over or if he was fucking eight pounds over. I would have still fucking fought his Eight ass. pounds is different. <laughs> it's di no, it's different. I think at that time, right, I was, I'd already done all the work. I was like, yeah. I'm good. I'm I mean, I, I fought guys that were 205 back when there was no money. Like, you're going to pay me this amount of money to fight someone? I'm like, fuck it. So, you know what I mean? But anyways, Nate, and they didn't, to me, Nate didn't wake. But still, the fight was the fight. It all happened. It goes down the way it did. But to me, Charles Oliveira, Islam Makachev is the fight to make. Everyone says, oh, he's got to fight Darius first. No. Okay. Fine. Have him fight Darius. But it's got to happen soon. Why? Is, is Darius ready to fight? What? And the other thing, too, is why are you getting rid of one of your number one contenders? That's what I'm saying. You've got... You have no one else to fight him. He's already beat the other guys. He's already beat Dustin. He's already beat... Char he's already beat uh, well, the two uh, that, Justin. The two that Charles has Dustin, not beat Justin, is, and Chandler. He has not beat Darius, and he has not beat Michael. So why would you get rid of one of your contenders? What happens? Let's just say... And I think... I honestly think... You have Darius fight either Chandler to see if he refights for the title again, which is a fun fight because the two of them are crazy and wild. Okay, to me, I'd love to see that fight. That to me, it'd be a barber, especially if it was a main event. And I would love to see Nate versus Chandler as well because there's a lot of talk. We'll talk about that later. Okay, because that's some news we're going to talk about. But John, the fight to me to make is, and everyone's like, oh, he's a fighting top contenders. I'm sorry, but what's his name? Armand Soyukin, uh, uh, Moises, uh, who else? I know Bobby Green's not in the top, but like it's like these are all things that were, those couple of those Bobby Green was out of his control. Last minute replacement, yeah. da da da. That type of stuff. If you want to compare, but who is Darius fought? Who has he fought? Who has he fought recently? Tony Ferguson. What? Really? really? You're saying that deserves to be like who's gonna get the title shot? Well, it should be Makachev. <clears throat> yes. I That's agree. all I'm saying. No. Because if you already have Justin, Look, you already have Dustin, you already have Chandler. It's very simple. They've all fought for the title already. Char the, Charles is on what? A 10 or 11 fight win streak? I think it's 11 now. And Makachev is on a 10 fight win yes. streak? Yeah, it makes that, sense. That's the matchup. Yeah, it's the matchup. Gaethje deserved the shot, I thought, based upon his win over I Chandler. I thought over his, percent, did. his performance, yes. Yeah. I thought, you know what? He deserves that shot. Yeah. He got the shot. He wasn't able to do it. Now it's Makachev. He gets the shot. I, that's the way I believe it should be. And I would like to see Darius and Chandler, but obviously I, I think it's that's, a great fight. That's not going to happen. But if it was him and Nate, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. But it would. I would also. I don't want to see it be a three round fight. I want to see it be a five round fight. I want to see Nate and and Chandler five rounds. Yeah, I know why you want to see why? Nate and Chandler five why? rounds. <laughs> because you know Chandler starts to fall off after three. I'm always speaking and, the truth. And you know that Nate... But you know, and you know in a five-round fight, it'd be more fun. It'd be, it would be uh, It would be more of a challenge. Yes. yes. But it'd be a fun fight. Because where's he going to fight him? At 170 or 155? 
Like, oh, he's going to fight him different. That's different. See, that's a different. Ah. You, may, you may see a better Chandler. You might. You might see him because he he's to not the cutting the weight. He sucks a lot of weight. Yes, he does. He sucks, he sucks a lot. I know he's only 5'6", but he sucks a lot of weight. So he's got huge legs, big he's, back, he's big little, shoulders. He's a little taller than 5'6". Maybe 5'5". Five, five <laughs> How did 5'5 five, five get taller? My math. Okay. We're just doing math. Okay. Let's let's talk about let's talk about. Um, but look, that's the fight to make. Islam, or or do you have? Because if you do Darius and Islam, you're getting rid of the number one contender. You're you're gonna have one guy fight for the title. The other guy's gonna drop off, and then you have a mix again of Dustin, Darius, Chandler, and Justin all in the mix. Why not just have Islam fight for the title? He's on a longer undefeated streak. And you have Darius fight Chandler, or you have Darius fight Justin, who's ranked ahead of Chandler. That makes more sense. And then the winner of that fight will fight for the, the title next. Yeah. And then you have, I would love to see Chandler and Nate, to be honest, in five rounds. You know? I think it'd be great. I think it'd be a I good, good fight, great, too. Great fight. I mean, the fans would win on that fight. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the fights coming up. Okay, Bellator, <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> yeah. We've got Logan Storley against... MVP, Michael yeah. Venom Page. I had lunch today with uh, Logan Sterling. Well, excuse uh, me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, I said hello to Logan Sterling. That's about it. I yeah, was working all day. This morning. Yeah, you were in the room doing some research. Uh, so I was gotta, uh, I was smooching with the fighters. You're smooching because you're yeah. up at that desk. You don't have to go. Well, I don't want to have to talk to the fighters tomorrow the fighter meeting. So I just talked to them all today. And oh, I thought, look I thought at I'd you, let you guys Mr. run the show. I'm going to go. Oh, you're so full of crap. Because <laughs> tomorrow when they ask me, do you have any questions? I'm like, nah, I have no, no questions. I'm just, no. The Good. bottom the bottom line is this really comes down to a throwback fight, right? Yes and no. Wrestler versus striker. Look, yeah, it's 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 the classic wrestler versus striker, but there's just a difference, you know, that from the, the ones in the past, the wrestlers didn't have good striking and the strikers didn't have any wrestling, so it was usually oh, once they got put on the ground then they're done. The real problem for Logan Storley in this in my opinion is MVP has exceptional timing. And he does keep his hands down all the time. So his hands aren't up. His hands are already down, which makes it a little bit more difficult for Logan if he comes in for that takedown. Where's, where's Michael's hands already at? They're down low to help stop that because he knows. Yes, he got taken down by Paul Daly, but he didn't expect Paul Daly to take him down. That helped Paul Daly. He knows that Logan Storley is going to try to take him down. So he's going to be looking for that moment when Logan, and if you watch Logan, there's a definite side that he tends to go to more. And so he's going to look towards, okay, I want to hit him on this entry. When he's, I'm going to make him pay and make it to where all of a sudden now he doesn't want to try to take me down. Or he's shooting for such bad takedowns that I get openings that I can attack him. Logan's thing is, hey, get him to the ground. You want to take MVP off his feet, take him out of his comfort zone, put him in a place where he can't use all those tools, and you're going to get your win. So you're right. Both guys can win. It's it's a fight where either guy can win. It depends on who's able to implement their game plan. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why is it that wrestlers that understand that stand-up guys that have no ground, why don't they fight these stand-up guys how Kay Velasquez fought Junior Nassanos and how uh, Brandon Tour fought James Tony? Just shoot low-level Aiko Low levels. All the time, there's no way they come out of offense. If you got to chase them around on your knees, your hands and knees, to get the takedown and eventually get it, no one cares. When I look back at the Kane Velasquez fight, 
People look back at the first round. No one mentions is no one mentions how Kane chased him around on his hands and knees to get the takedown. Mm-hmm. When he finally got him and got him on the ground, fucking mauled him. Then when he finally like in the second round, Junior wasn't the same fighter. In that first exchange, he was he was the same fighter for about thirty oh, yeah. seconds, and then after that. He wasn't the same fighter. And Kane still chased after the leg, still shot low level, still rushed him to the fence, trying to put his forehead underneath his chin. And then he just grinded him against the fence, just lit him up against the fence, just took him down. Dominated position, knees, elbows, fists, uppercuts. All of those things. Go back to uh, Brandon Couture and James Tony. First shot he did, he shot it at his toes. A low single. It was a low ankle. Ankle pick. Yeah, ankle pick. Yeah, yeah. It was ankle Something pick. Something you never do in MMA. But why? It was brilliant. Why don't, why don't, like, if I'm Logan Storley, why am I shooting at waist level or knee level to shoot ankle? You do have to be careful, you know, what Randy did. Normally, if we're going to do that in wrestling, when I'm grabbing that ankle, I'm grabbing the, my wrestling boot. I'm grabbing grabbing that boot that that person is wearing. Show him behind the ankle, yeah. Yeah, because it's got some grip and it's hard for them to get it away. Yeah. When it doesn't have anything, it's pretty easy for it to get away. It can be. You gotta yeah. be careful. It can be, but here. But if you're, you're not used to wrestling, like James Tony was, he had no idea how to get away from anything, and it was just a pull and a fucking. Now MVP's used to wrestling, but he's not used to the level of wrestling that Logan Stoller brings to the table. Absolutely not. There's nobody that he's wrestled in any fight or even in practice that is going to be the same type of wrestler that Logan Storley is. And, and and look at this is the truth of the way I look at it. Not every wrestler's, or not every wrestler can transition into MMA. Mm-hmm. What they do sometimes doesn't work in <clears throat> MMA. Logan Storley yeah. is exceptional Pico, with his wrestling. Same thing. Pico. Aaron Pico, Pico is-, is exceptional with his wrestling in MMA. There are those guys that are like that. You know, Henry Cejudo is exceptional with his wrestling in MMA. He's got the best goddamn fucking uh, in, inside trip. Inside trip I've ever seen. <clears throat> So it's just Easy a matter of hit it all the time. <laughs> Not like him. <laughs> you never see mine. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen mine, go to the Nate Diaz fight. I, I hit it, I think twice on him. It didn't look like as good as Henderson was, but it was still fun. Anyways, let's go ahead and carry on. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Logan Storley. Yes. MVP. I think Logan Storley. He's just got to shoot safe in the first round. Yeah. Once he gets one takedown, yeah. the fight will start to change. Absolutely. I also think, if you guys are watching the fight at home, lots of feints. Oh, yeah. Try to get Logan, or try to get well, MVP to, to react. And one of the things. And then shoot off one of, of the, you got You got two two areas to look at, two courts to hold on to. You can say, for Logan Storley, you want to hide your shots behind your hands. Meaning, I need to use my hands mm-hmm. to get him reacting, and then I go for my takedown. Or I actually hide my fucking hands behind the, the attempt of the takedown. I make him think that I'm going for the takedown. I think I'm going for a knee tap or something like that. And instead of going, my hand comes over the top and I hit him with the overhand right that he's not ready for because his hands are down and you can catch someone open like that and you can hurt him. So, so if, you guys don't know what he, if you guys don't know what he's talking about, look, go back and watch the very first part he said was he's hiding his takedowns behind his hands. That was Phil Davis, Joel Romero yes. in Bellator. So go watch that fight. Phil Davis threw his hands. As soon as Joel started to strike back, lowered his level, boom, blast double, blast got the takedown. Against Joel Romero, Joel Romero, two uh, Olympians, silver, silver medalists in the Olympics. 
Then you've got guys that they fake their takedown, come back up, land a couple shots, fake the takedown again, and then shoot. That is Kevin Randleman. No. Did it against fucking Merkel Krokop and knocked him out. Juan Archuleta's done it multiple times. Sabatella. Sabatella just did it. Great job against against Jordan Lugo. Where he fainted, Lugo defended, came back on the front headlock, didn't get it, went for some striking. He started to defend, boom, blast double. Nice job. Great job by Sabatella. Sabatella is one of my favorite fighters, only because he talks a ton of shit. I wish I wanted to put him in a room with John so they could get into it. I would love to, love to see that. Maybe even Podcast Dave, just throw Podcast Dave around. I'd love to see Podcast Dave get thrown around by a 125 pounder. 135. Whatever, 25, 35, same thing. It's all the same. Yeah, yeah. When people say, oh, you know what? <laughs> I, have you guys seen uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith when they go, yeah, she, well, how long you guys been married? He's like five years. She's like six. Yeah, five, six, whatever. <laughs> Tell your wife that. <laughs> I love it. Come on, guys. All right, so look. Overall, it's going to be a great fight. It's whoever can implement their game plan. Look for MVP Through to game, cir- game plan. Okay. Look for MVP to circle, stay away, keep the distance, long-range side kicks, long-range push kicks up the middle, thigh kick. The thigh kick will be key. I think that little oblique kick to the thigh, I think MVP is going to try to use that to try to keep him off balance. Also, the long-range jab, one-two, and then circle. One-two, circle. He's southpaw, so the stance will come a little bit differently, but it will be easier for him to snatch a single leg. So when you guys are watching this fight, MVP stands at a southpaw stance, so Logan Story will be able just to snatch that single and pull him. So he's got to be very cautious about leaving his hands down too long you know, when he sets that in. So he's going to have to close the distance, step on the outside of that leg with his lead leg, step on the outside, snatch a single right to the lift a la DC. DC loves that takedown. He snatches the single, pulls it to you. He goes right to the crotch lift and slams. You saw it with Dan Henderson. You saw it with even John Jones. You saw it with uh, Gus. He hit Gus, I think, two or three times with that. He hit Gus big time. Yeah, so, I mean, the Henderson one was huge. But Dan, Dan's a smaller 205 pounder. But Gus, he was able to lift and swoop. So, good stuff. Pay attention to those details when you guys are watching the fights. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, those are the things that we can bring to you when it comes to John and I breaking these things down. These other shows, they can't do that. Okay, let's <laughs> talk about the next fight. What's the next fight on there? Yoda Machida is taking yep. on. Come on. Fabian Edwards. I thought Fabian the Edwards. I thought the uh, Denise Kilholtz was the next fight. No, no. Oh, so it's Yoda and him? Yoda Machida okay. against Fabian Edwards. Okay, okay. That, and that you, you're talking about right there. You're talking about the veteran fighter, the cagey veteran, the guy who's kind of slowing down. Against the guy who is the athlete, the up and coming, but is Fabian Edwards. You want my honest God truth? Yeah, let's hear it. No, I want the line. This has the. This has the potential to be a great fight. This also has the potential to be a freaking snooze fest, because both of them are counter strikers. There you go. Fabian is a counter striker, and he is someone that (laughs) waits for it to happen. But even at forty something years old, they're probably equally the same speed. Now, power-wise, I would go with Fabian. But Fabian's output is not what Lioto's is. Lioto tends to have more output, even at the age he's at, than Fabian does. Fabian waits for the fight to happen and then reacts to it. Lioto will have more output, but I don't know if he has the speed to actually counter him off of that because it's such a different style of fight. Like, try, we know this. We've talked about this forever. Try to find someone that mimics Stephen Thompson, MVP, Lioto Machida. So hard. It's a pain in the ass. So hard. It's a pain. Very few guys can actually do it. So not this, not at the level of which they do it at. Yeah. And when you bring them in, like literally five, six weeks of a camp is not going to help you. 
Fucking, then he's gonna frustrate you. Well, it might frustrate, but it'll at least give you a look so you don't get frustrated in the fight. That's true. That's the most important thing. Yeah. You know, you, you've been you've been dealing with it, so you have that look and you have that, so you get all that frustration out in the gym as far as closing distance on someone or them, you know, coming in and you not being able to stop what they're doing. But I just look at it and I go, in reality though, Leo Machida actually has a good top game. His jiu-jitsu is not bad. It would be smart for him to I've take Fabian him. Edwards down. I've rolled with him. Yeah. Not heavy. Not heavy. No submission threat. A little bit of control, but not enough. I don't think to. And here's Leoto. Leoto's the smaller guy. Than Fabian? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. John. No, they're both. It's I roll with one, and the other one I see all the damn time. Yeah, so today, F- Fabian Edwards does has never fought at two hundred five. Leoto fights two hundred five all the time. Are you telling me Leoto's going to take him down? I have a feeling he's going to take him down somewhere along here. I don't think it's going to be as easy as you think. I don't think Leoto has the wrestling. To I didn't take him think it's going to be easy. I don't think Leoto has the wrestling to take him down. And yeah, so look, I think you're going to end up. You're going to either end up with someone getting knocked out in terms of. They're going to have to catch him coming in, but it could be a boring fight up until that because they're both counter-strikers. This is one of those fights, I'm like, gosh, I'd like to see Fabian get the win because he's the young and up-and-comer, but the veteran with the experience he has, Fabian coming off of the, the fights that he's hasn't performed the best, yeah. wasn't able to get some wins. So he went from being undefeated to two in a row? Nine and two. Nine and two. It's going to be tough, man. Tough, tough stuff. But Lieto's also not the fighter that he used to be. He's tough. He's good. I think he's he's definitely got all the the um, experience, but he's got he's it's hard to match what he can do, and that's gonna throw Fabian fucking for a loop, man. Probably that's throw him for a loop. Probably. And the, and the other thing is, he could have called one person to help him here in England. Guess what? Or in the UK, yeah. but they fucking don't like each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the one guy he could have called was the fucking. Fucking well, uh, MVP, hey, you and they don't like each other. Maybe we should. Maybe we should train now. Now you're right. Yeah, it's like nah. They don't. <laughs> they do not like each other. All right, the camps don't like each other. I don't know if the two of them don't like each other, but the camps don't like yeah, each other. Like All right, next fight: Denise Kilholtz right, versus Watanabe. This is the fight I was most looking forward to. Just to be honest, on the card, Watanabe losing to Liz Carmouche, and first Denise loss. first loss, first loss Never. in her career. She's a stud. Um, but Denise coming off that loss also to Juliana Velasquez but it was a in a very close fight. A very close fight for a championship. I had it, to be honest, I had it for Denise. Yeah. But I wasn't mad they gave it to Juliana, but it was a close fight. I had Denise win the fight. I felt like she landed more strikes. I felt like she landed a little more of the power. But when you looked at their face, that didn't seem to be the case. Yeah. So... But we can't judge fights based off of the damage, like in terms of what your face looks like, because some people swell up differently. Well, you like can if, sometimes. But if I hit John, well, you can't say that. Come on, dude. Baby. I'm old. I would mark up. Trust exactly. me. Exactly. See, <laughs> I'm old too, though. So that's why I'm mark up too. But <laughs> those big paws you have, for sure, I'm marking up. Um, but if I was to, if I was to say like, hey, you have Dan Henderson and Michael Bisping, who won that fight? Well, for two rounds, Michael Bisping got the shit beat out of him. Yeah, but who won the fight? Michael Bisping, because okay, he won the next he, three he rounds. Can't go based off of looks, though. But that's because it, all the damage happened in the first two rounds. Yeah, well, it still happened, though. <laughs> but it's, it's <laughs> that's real my simple. point. You my watch point the is, fight, 
We this can't, thing wins the next three rounds. We can't judge it based off of damage. You can the way you if you're look. smart enough to look. The way you the look, happened. You guys, if you guys seen, if you guys have seen Michael Bisping after the Dan Hamster fight, have you guys seen Denise Kilholtz after the Juliana Vasquez fight? That's you, how you podcast Michael, David look after look I got at, that. Look one. at Michael Bisping after <laughs> the Anderson Silva fight. Yes, that's true. That's true. But that was to me a lot of that damage was done in the flying knee that should have never happened. Wait, oh, you did What do you mean it, it was illegal? Was what do you mean illegal? It was after the bell. Are you fucking nuts? It was after the bell. Oh my god! I'm a Michael Bisping right, fan. Okay, are we gonna bet on this one? I'm Michael. I'm a Michael Bisping. First off, even Michael. Even Michael. I like Michael. Even Michael. Michael's Bisping. lying. Michael doesn't know what he's talking about. He was concussed. Even okay. Michael Bisping would say that was after the. Michael bell. Bisping came back to win the fight. That's yes. all that matters. Well, he won the fight. Yeah, because Anderson hit him with a legal knee. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, guys. So what's so that fight right there? Denise Kilholtz being uh, three time, multiple time world kickboxing, three time, three time, three time world kickboxing champion. She got she black belt in judo, really good take uh, throws. Yeah, but she on the ground, throw, she ain't throwing whatnot. She's not throwing whatnot. But in that fight on the feet, we saw yes, Liz Carmouche with whatnot. She her, I don't want to say her chin suspect. It's not suspect because she took some big shots in that fight. But if Denise took anything away from that fight, let the hands go. Let them fly. And she's got she's power. Got speed. And I think she's got more power than Liz. I think she does too in the stand-up. Yeah. 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 If she lets it go, she can she can actually hurt That's her a and, tough and get fight. rid of her. That's a tough fight. So Watanabe's got her hands full. She's got to get this fight to the ground, try and control Denise. I don't know if she can. Denise is getting better at takedown defense, and she's got bigger power in the hands. Denise is a handful when it comes to the stand-up. Her ground has gotten better. Her her takedown defense has definitely gotten better. She's a good person. She's fun to watch. So her versus Liz excites me. Yeah. That's a good fight. Because they're both shorter in stature. They both got some good stand-up. Liz is a Liz is a monster compared to Denise. What do you mean? As far as height. Really? Yeah, Denise is like 5'3. So she's as tall as Michael Chandler. Yes. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Look, guys. Look, come on. I got a court Jackson. If, if I can't joke, it's not fun. Mike, Mike, Michael Chandler is <laughs> Five, three and a half. probably as tall as you. You shut your freaking <laughs> mouth right now. We'll throw you through this screen. I think he, I think he might be even taller. <laughs> Gosh, this guy's got the worst jokes ever. Gosh. It's like, uh, it's, it's like podcast day trying to be a comedian. All right. <laughs> All right. What's the next fight there, buddy? All right, you got Paul Daly and uh, Wendell Giacomo. Ooh, yeah, this is Giacomo. Paul Daly's supposed retirement fight. He was supposed to fight Andre Koreshkov, who called him out, which would have been a great, an fight. absolutely stellar fight. A fight yeah. that I would love to see, based upon visa problems and things like that. Andre Koreshkov is not in this, and it's Wendell Giacomo, and this is a good retirement fight for Paul. Any, anybody that, you know, if, if you love MMA, you have to love Paul Daly as a fighter. Yeah. Because he is a fighter, man. And he is explosive and he will come after you. And he tries, to, if he hurts you, he smells blood, man, he finishes you. So. What we have to remember is this. <clears throat> he was one fight away from fighting for the UFC title. Yeah, it was. And he would have been probably one fight away from fighting for the UFC title again. Oh, yeah. And he not done what he did. Oh, yeah. He was loved by Dana yep. and the UFC. Yep. They loved him. They they were fucking Paul Daly dick riders. That's how much they loved him. 
The problem was is you can't punch people after the fucking no, the, the fight's been. It's bad out. for the promotion. It's bad for the promotion. It's bad, it's for, bad just for everything. People, your arena, it, your arena is filled with let's just say ten percent kids. You can't have parents bring their kids to these events, and that's 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 what we love about they MMA. They should bring their kids, but you got to continue that by condemning things like that. And that's what happened. And so he fell off for a while, then got signed by the Bellator because he just couldn't get fights anymore. And people were like, they want to take a chance. Like, hey, I can't have you like hitting people after you win or after you lose. Yeah. So, and it's sad because Paul, to me, honestly, is still one of the best fighters in the world. Even at 38 years old, he's so damn good, 39. He's so damn good. Now he gets rocked here and there. Like, you know, with his last fight with uh, Hamasi, probably outside of his Nick Diaz fight, Probably the two of the best fights I've ever seen in the history of the sport. And I've seen a lot of damn fights. John's seen a ton of fights. We both kind of agree. It's in our top 10. It's in our top 10 for sure. Him and him and Nick Diaz, to me, is number one. I don't know where that is for you. Hands down, best one-round fight I think I've ever seen. Hands down, best one-round fight I've ever seen. Nick Diaz and Paul Daly. But I'd have to put him and Hamasi as the best two-round, probably the best two-round fight I've ever seen. The back and forth, the drop, the just get back, and then whether... Finished the round strong, comes out, gets a, you know, gets into it was a, just a great fight. If you guys haven't seen it, make sure you guys check it out. <clears throat> um, yep. But how you say his name? Giacomo? Giacomo. He's got his hands full. Yes. He's got his hands full. He should try to slow Paul down, press into the fence. But Paul's gotten really good at stuff and takedowns, and not only that, but he's gotten good at getting his back off the fence and making you pay for it. Paul's wrestling has gotten actually pretty damn good. Yeah. He's now a black belt in jiu-jitsu. You, you realize that? Yeah, I'd like to see him get a, a finish. A I would love to see that. Because uh, I think out of all of his fights, this will be a 64th fight. Jeez. 64 fights. 40, I want to say 42, 18 and 2. Yeah. How, how many, many knockouts? knockouts? I think he's got 40 knockouts. Um, 34 knockouts. Oh, 34. Jeez. Okay. Still, it's incredible. More knockouts than I have fights. <laughs> oh, uh, how many submissions? I don't think he has any. He um, might have one. Let's see. I don't think he's got any. Uh, no submissions. I uh, love that. So hey, but just be honest. Come on, what would be nice? Until Chris Cyborg fought Arlene Blanco the first time, she had no submissions either. Yeah. Let's go, Paul. Submission. Give me the rear naked. Give me an arm bar. Give me something. Oh, guillotine. I'm gonna, I'll I take wanna, guillotine. I want to go go plata. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <clears throat> Paul doesn't even know what that is, even as a black belt. Uh, <clears throat> All right, next fight. Uh, we have Luke Trainer and Simon B. Young. Yeah, I look at both these guys, right? I look at Luke. Luke's relatively young in the sport. He's got a lot to prove still. He's got a lot to learn. Yep. And B. Young is good. Super athletic. Super athletic. Can he stay off his Very back? Very strong. Don't think he can t- stay off his back with Luke Trainer. Luke Trainer is... Uh, he does he does things right. How tall is Luke? Six four, six five. You know, Beyond is six three, I would say. So it's not like he's gonna have a big size advantage. But Sherlock has him at six six. Thank you. You got Luke Trainer at six six? Correct. Yeah, not yeah. beyond. Okay. Yeah, I thought Luke was over six four, six five. He's he's tall. dude, he's got power in his hands. He does a good job with his wrestling. He's both offensive and defensive, so yeah, he's one of those guys you got to look for. Like you said, he's young. 
He's got a long ways to go. He's got a lot of, you know, fights in the future that, you know, are going to help build him into being the guy that he can be. But he's fun to watch. But the guy that he's fighting in Beyond, that's an athlete. And you can't make mistakes because, as we saw, you know, in the past, Beyond doesn't just go away easy. So um, it's a good fight. It's, it, that will be an entertaining fight. They're going to go after each other. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up our Bellator talk. So we're going to wrap that up. We're going to move right into the UFC because the UFC – has some good fights coming up. The fight. This is the main a re- card. Is this the main, is a really the, good fight. No, the, the main, main event. event. Let's yes. not. Let's not carry That's what on. Say. The main main card is okay. The main event is a good fight. The main event is going to be a great fight. I think, so. I think you've got uh, Racket. How do you say his name? Racket. 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 He is a stud. Alexander Racket is a stud. Look, Lahovich got his, his hands full. Yeah. Everywhere. On the ground, on the feet, athleticism. I think he all those up pretty well with him. Where on the ground? Yeah. I think. I th- well, okay, I will give you. I'll, I'll concede that, but I'll say whoever's on top is the better fight. Oh, absolutely. But Blahovich is going to be a, a load for Rakic to get to the point where he takes him down. He's not going to have an easy time with it. So it's going to start off with Rakic. I think is the more. He's got the more actual technical stand-up and uses length where Blahovich has got good stand-up, but he's, he relies on power. And he's got power. He can rely on it. He can touch you with one shot, and he can hurt you. Um, I think this is one of those fights, though, as I look at it, it's almost that crossing of the paths where now Rakic is still climbing, and is Jan staying at that level, or is he starting to... Come down just a little bit. This is the fight that's going to happen. I think what you have here is that Racking will kick more. He'll stay long with the combinations, whereas Blahovic's got to fight you in a phone booth. So he's got to push you into he's that boxing fight him range. He's going to more as a boxer. And he's got to push him more into the boxing range. Yeah, may threaten the takedowns if he can, but I don't think he'll be able to get the takedowns. If he does, I think Racking's going to get back up. And so as the fight goes on in a five-round fight, I think Blahovich will start to slow down by rounds three and four. And Racky, being the younger fighter, is going to be able to push on that pace, use those kicks to set up body kicks, leg kicks. And he kicks like a fucking truck. Yeah, you does. see what he did in Minowa? Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Boom. Lights out. Not good. Yeah. Just shin to the dome. <laughs> That's Joe Rogan. It's say. usually not a good thing. All right. Co-main... It's not one that I'm thrilled with. I, I wish they had done something different, but I like Ryan Spann. He's, he's a good fighter, fun to watch. Ian Kutalaba, very aggressive guy, comes out, tries to maul his opponent, yeah. tries to intimidate his opponent. He's not going to intimidate Ryan Spann, um, but he's going to have difficulties with Spann's length because he likes to stay in that. It's very similar to Ankalaev. He had problems with the length. And so this is a fight where I think Kutalaba's got to do the exact same thing. He's got to come into him, and he's got to be that brawler. He's got to get into that boxing uh, distance, actually get into the phone booth to be successful against Ryan Spann. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a – I'm not a like, I understand what you're saying. I think Kutalaba's got to make sure he fights in a phone booth, press him to the fence, try and, like, be a dirty – make yeah. it a dirty, grimy fight. Because that's, that's the way he fights it's the best. Style. Where Ryan Spann's going to be able to just piece him up, touch him up from the yep. outside, use the reach and the range. When you talk about Louis Smolka versus Davy Grant. Which cracks me up. Okay, and nothing. I, I love Louis Smolka. Great guy. 
here's a guy that they cut just recently and stuff, and now he's he's on their main card, which Davey Grant's fun to watch also. He's a fucking gamer. He goes after it. I think they just looked at this and go, this is going to be an action-packed fight, so we're going to put it on the main card. Because it's not one that you would normally think well, would be there. Well, John, it's it's like you got to remember, they're coming off pay-per-view, and you're generally going to get these type of fight cards after their, their pay-per-view. Because yeah. they understand that, okay, we're all pay-per-viewed out. Most fans are like, okay, we've just spent $75, okay, or whatever it is to watch pay-per-view. Now mm-hmm. I want something that's free, but why would we deliver something that's free and still good? Let's give you what we can. Yeah, but you Let's give you some action packs. But packed you got guys versus... like Michael Johnson that are on the prelims. I know Michael's been around for a while, but that means that Michael's been around for a while. Yeah, but how many people really even know who Davy Grant is? How I many mean, people? I, I do, but yeah, you. <laughs> it's like, of course you do. I do, but I'm just thinking. Most people don't even know what, who he is as a fighter. What is more of a slap in the face? Scroll back up. Scroll the Amanda Hebus fight. No, that's on the main card. That is on the main card, but how is that not higher up against Chikagian? Based upon upon the fact that Chikagian, I think, is number two. Where's she at, Dave? Podcast Dave, can you pull that up? She's two or three. She's somewhere in that mix, right? Chikagian is... is in the top ten, right? Chikagian is actually ten, and Hebus is... Six. I don't see her. I don't see her in there. Oh, You're wait, looking she's at twenty eight. She's sorry, sorry, sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, I was pound for pound. You're looking at pound for pound. One twenty five. Uh, Hebus is nine, and Kagian okay. is number one at twenty five. Hebus point. is nine at fifteen. Hebus is nine How? at fifteen. What? Oh, Hebus is nine, and then what? Fifteen. Hebus 15. is nine at, f- at one fifteen, and then Kagian's uh, oh. oh. one at twenty five. Got it. Oh, so what is this at? One twenty-five. At one twenty-five. Oh, twenty-five. But still, Chikagian's your number one ranked fighter. I'm sorry, but you think that would be the co-main? He was too good-looking to have on the prelims. (laughs) (laughs) Not on the prelims. I know. I get it. She's got to be co-main event. Sorry, sorry, guys. Just call it like it is. Just co-main event material. She fucking fights her ass off. She's (laughs) fun to watch fight. Chikagian's ranked high. Let's go. That's good. Right. that's actually a good fight because Chukagan brings a pace. Yep, but she she does that one thing where she does she, every she always you know makes the sound with everything she throws. Oh, it drives me crazy. I mean, Marcus <laughs> sells when she hit the tennis ball. Uh, yeah. Drove me nuts. Yeah. Drove me nuts. Ha! That's ha! it. I was like, ah. All right. Anything else? Like, ah. Here's a good one. What's this one? Viviana Arahu against KGB Andrea Lee. I love Lee. Andrea Lee. I that's love a good fight. Me some Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee is fun to watch she because she goes is after a it. fucking doll. And again, Michael Johnson Not against a bad way. Alan Patrick. Yeah. That's a good fight. That is a good fight. That is, that's why that I was is. surprised. That's on the prelims. Yeah. I, look, I think what they're thinking is that, look, Michael Johnson's been out for a while. Yeah. What's he going to look like? Is what changes he made? Like, is, has he had enough time to rest, get himself back to normal, and be motivated to come back and fight? Who knows? I mean, here's the other thing. People need to realize that... The promotions here, here, from managers, coaches, people that they train with, because there's a bunch of little people in there, like spies, kind of, that they go back to the UFC and they say, "Hey, yeah, so and so's not training." Call them ratones. Show, yeah, someone, someone's, someone's being hurt in training. Someone got dropped in training. Uh, the younger guys are beating them up now. They all, it, the buzz is around when people, when Dana has dinner with people. 
when Sean Shelby and McMahon have lunch or dinner or have drinks with, with other fighters. These little things get buzzed about. And managers, they also meet and talk. So these are all things that get buzzed about, like, hey, so-and-so, you know, he hasn't been training all that much, or, oh, he just had a baby, or he hasn't been in the gym that often, or he's been getting hurt by someone, or his grappling, he's been, like, he hasn't been spending any time on the mat, whatever it is. That all gets pushed back. So that that will dictate kind of where you're at on the card as well. So as I yeah. agree with John, I think Michael Johnson deserves to be higher up. But you never know. You never know. And I'm not saying I'm not saying anything, but I'm simply saying that that stuff gets talked about. So that might be a reason why he's lower. Might be. Right. It also might be a reason like he's not finding someone who's in the top 15. Okay. All right. Uh, outside of that, any other fights on this card? Because we got some news to talk about, too. Let's talk about some news. All right, let's go. All right. Let's that wraps up our UFC talk. Dave, what else you got for us when it comes to news? All right. So, first of all, um, they released um, a couple of days ago the UFC 276 lineup, which is the International Fight Week. 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 <laughs> How many times do you want me to say week? International <laughs> um, Fight Week. 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 That's a day. Um, I was just saying weak because I was trying to remind Josh how he's not strong. Um, so that's July 2nd. Says the guy who wrote, um, who, who posted a fake Miley ran with no sweat on him. Says that guy. Uh, that guy. Go ahead, right ahead. Go ahead. Oh, man. Um, you know how he didn't deny it. <laughs> I love so, it. I love it. Didn't ever deny the fact that he never ran. He just posted a fake mile. Love it. Go ahead. Go carry on. Proud of you, Dave. Yeah. Carry on, Dave. Carry on. I'm Thanks, supporting man. you in your... Your propaganda. So, <laughs> UFC 276 is headlined by uh, Adesanya and Cannoneer. So that's your title fight. What do you guys think? I think it's a great fight. I think uh, the, the real problem in that fight, I love Jared Cannoneer. He's a great guy. He's a tough fighter. He's uh, technically uh, very controlled. Mm -hmm. uh, does a good job of cutting his, his opponent off in the, in the cage to be able to you know, land his shots. He's just fighting a guy that right now is just the technician when it comes to the stand-up game. And he's head and shoulders above most people when it comes to bringing a variety of striking that you haven't seen before. It's not going to be an easy easy fight for Jerry Cannonier. He's definitely going to be the underdog in this. But he can win the fight because, man, he is a dog, and he will get after him, and he will give it everything he has. But you got to say that Adesanya right now, he's the favorite in that fight. Yeah, there's no doubt he's a favorite. He's, he's the champ. He's the champ. Um, what's the co-main event? Co-main event is Volkanovski in Holloway 3. Ah, oh, there you go. How in the fuck is that not the main event? I'm <laughs> sorry, man. It's weight, it's weight classes. That's how they do it. That is... that is. <coughs> when you have a championship fight, whichever championship fight... That is the, the lamest one. bullshit ever. The better it. fight is First the off, lower fight. Did I say it was the fight? That is weight discrimination. I'm just telling you what it is. It's weight. weight discrimination. Weight discrimination. Well, now we're going to talk about it. What if they do something with vertically challenged people like you and Mike Chandler? <laughs> you know, you're getting older, too. You're getting a little more vertically oh, challenged. I'm totally older. The bottom line is this. But Josh... Didn't you have Go a ahead. poster in your gym where uh, Rhonda and Misha were a headline over you and Gilbert? And they're later? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So just weight classes didn't matter then. It was just a... No, no, no. no. That's what I'm saying. The better fight, the better fight was the Misha 
I didn't say it ended up being the better fight. I'm saying that at the time, it was the more marketable fight. Oh, okay. I just as long as we're on the same page with that. in Ohio. <laughs> no, I never fought Gilbert in Ohio. Well, that's what I'm thinking, because the Misha Tate Ronda Rousey fight was in Ohio. Oh, maybe I got hurt then. Yeah. Oh, anyways. You didn't fight on the same card. Oh, I didn't fight then on that same card. I don't remember. I only care about my fight. You know what card you fought. Yeah, I don't. Anyways. Um yeah, that fight was supposed to happen. It never happened, yeah. I ended up going though. Well, you might have gone, but yeah, I went. I remember because we did the uh, Columbus, uh, what was it called? What's that? Arnold Classic. Arnold Classic was out there. Um look, the better fight is Max and, oh, come on, and Volkanovsky. Yes. You gotta look at it and say yes. 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 Right? That's okay. why it's a trilogy fight. Yeah, the better fight is that fight. So why is that not the main event? Now I understand the first two fights with the Volk, but the second one was very questionable. The first one to me wasn't questionable. Volk ran out no. with it. Volk, the second Volk. one was questionable. I actually had Max winning. Okay, it doesn't mean that I don't. I, I'm not going to argue with the judges because it was a close fight. So you when you left it that close, however it goes, it goes. No, the Cannonier, the Cannonier fight, the Cannonier fight, and the Izzy fight. I don't think it's going to be a close fight, and I like Jerry Cannonier. I just don't think he has the wrestling and the strength to get him down and the ability to stay on the feet for too long without getting knocked out. That's that is the problem. Especially in a five round fight. So when you're coming out of that fight, what's the other what's the other fights on that card? Uh so next to the two title fights, we get Sean Strickland and Alex Pahea. Oh, that's the fight. The one I made. You I, I called that fight. I didn't even get to hear who the other guy was that he was fighting because Alex Pahea. Alex Pahea. <laughs> You did call that fight. I did call that fight. And I thought it was a, I thought it. it was a little too fast and jump up in competition. Nope. I think that's a great but, fight. But in all fairness, I'm really pissed off that Luke Rockhold didn't get that fight. Which, Super which pissed. Fight? Fight Either Strickland? one. I wanted Strickland because Strickland was ranked higher. But I wanted that fight, whether it was Pahea or it was but That would be the stupidest thing it, they could do. Luke would have taken him down on his side. That's why I said that's the stupidest. I thing get what I get what you're saying, but see, I'm I'm a homer, and most of you guys know that when you listen to the show. Is I'm a I'm an AKA guy. UFC did Rock the right fan. thing. Okay, but Strickland they was a better fight. Mistake by putting Pahea against the Strickland Rockhold and Rockhold fight was already ground. made, and it, injury took him out. I wanted to see that fight. Yeah. Strickland. Gets that was Pahea. the fight to have. And then you're oh, actually and you're nuts. looking at it. Strickland being the guy who he's crazy anyways, this is the right time if you're going to try to take on yeah, Alex. This is the time to do it. Strickland's going to become a wrestler in this fight. This is, so? a, this is a really good card. All it does, all he does it starts, is he starts, he talks about how Stan, there's that guy on YouTube or Instagram or whatever that does videos talking about be a man. I love it. This is one of those be fights. Yeah, he says something like, yeah, ruin your own day. Be a man. <laughs> it's like the little one-liners. He's great. I don't know who his name is or what he is. I don't even know his Instagram follow. Maybe you can look that up, Dave. But uh, the guy's awesome. He just does like little short clips about, you know, like next time your wife says this or does this, say this, this, and this, be a man. <laughs> it's just, it's great. He's it's, it, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, if you want to get divorced, be a man. <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Um, so you, so that, I think that's a great fight as long as Strickland doesn't turn into a wrestler, which I think he's going to turn into a wrestler. Uh, you also have Misha Tate and Lauren Murphy uh, going at flyweight, and then uh, Pedro Munoz and Sean O'Malley at uh, Bantamweight. Ooh, that's a fight. That's a fight right there. That's a big step up for Sean O'Malley. It is. It is. You're not getting the real, they're not getting the Pedro Munoz that, you know, 
two years ago, but you're getting you're getting still really really good. You're talking tough, about tough. a guy. You're talking about the guy that's got big power. Yeah, big power for 135. But the output's pounds. not what it used I, to be. I agree with you. And I love Pedro, man. But I love the way he but fights. But it's someone that Sean cannot exploit on the ground. No, he's actually probably at a deficit on the ground. It's close. It's close. Yeah. It's close. But probably at a deficit. His length will give him some advantages in some ways, but. It's, he better have a high output of volume in keeping Pedro on his back foot and making it to where he's just picking him apart. Because if he doesn't, Pedro gets inside on him, it's going to be rough on him. Pedro or Sean can't afford to take shots like he did against that kid. It was Chris. Oh. Chris. Uh, yeah. Motino or something. Motino, like yeah. He can't afford to take Pedro's shots like that. He took some shots in that fight as the fight went on because he started getting tired a little bit. His output was great in that fight. Oh, yeah. He was a Dude. fucking animal in that fight. So many punches, so many, just like, exactly. You hit the word right on the head. Uh, you hit the word right on the head. You hit the nail right on the head. It <laughs> was another Jossism. Okay, so you hit it perfectly. It was just, he was touching with the jab, push kicks, all the, everything was on point in that fight in terms of his output, his accuracy, his movement. He looked phenomenal, man. Sean O'Malley looked like a, such a savage. But he cannot, he still got hit though. And Chris, whatever his name was, Moitino, whatever, just didn't have the power to get him out of there. But Pedro's got the power. Oh, yeah. So if Pedro has the output and can take a couple of those shots and land a shot of his own, Sean might be in trouble. Now, if he also yeah, takes a page, if he also takes a page out of Chito's book and throws the calf kick. Boom, there you go. Now, what I was going to say, the other part is if, if Pedro's smart, he's going to start attacking. Sean leaves that, those legs are long. And he, mm -hmm. when he decides to throw his hands, he starts to separate his legs and he plants yeah. down a little bit. And it's there's out not there. a lot of muscle on those legs, really. No, there's nothing there. <laughs> but in terms of, did you did you hear the, the Sean O'Malley quote today? No. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like maybe Cheeto's earned a rematch. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah, well, I love when guys do that because it's like yeah maybe i'll go ahead and welcome him back and he can go ahead and fight me for the second time i don't know if that's a fight he wants uh, it's not a fight he wants. but i hear i think he's setting it up perfectly if i beat pedro i want that fight again i don't Good, think you should, want that fight i don't again? think he should take it but it's it, it puts him right back in that top three or four in the rankings <clears throat> if he gets that win it's a tough fight for him Cheeto is that guy that will be there in the fifth, as we said, Rob Font found out. Uh, look at let's let's just look at it. between that fight that Cheeto Vera beat Sean O'Malley. He's now also beaten Frankie Edgar, Rob Font. <clears throat> uh, he's fighting higher quality competition than Sean O'Malley is. Why would he even look at going backwards? I think Sean's did Sean restructure. He must have restructured his contract. Yeah, or he's he getting there. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, I do got that. So perfect. That's why he's fighting. I'm glad he's getting more money. Good for I'm him. glad. Good for him. Hopefully, good it's the money he deserves. He deserves to be in that top. I'd say in the in the top five, top seven pay. Even though he's not fighting the guys in the top five, seven yet, but he deserves to. He deserves that pay because he is a star. He's someone that people tune in to people watch. Respond to him more so than Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, Sean. Proud of you, bro. Good stuff. Next, who else on that card? Uh, well, that's your main card right there. It was uh, Misha and Lauren were the other fight. Um, Good fight. Want to move on. Is that at 125? 125. That's, 25, a, that's, Misha's, yep. first. that's Misha's fight at first fight at 125. 
That's actually yeah, a, that's a good, good fight. And that's a good fight for Misha mm-hmm. at 125. Yeah. In the fact that Misha's not real fast. She's dropping down in weight, but Lauren's not a real fast athlete. Nope. They both have very good ground games that they're going to kind of cancel each other both out a little losses. bit. Yep, both coming off both losses. Both coming off losses. That's and right. That fight makes sense. And if Misha beats her, that puts her right in that talk of a title shot. Am I wrong? Am I sure wrong? does. Lauren, Lauren's number no. two. So Lauren's number two. Lauren just just lost to Shevchenko. So yeah. So that puts her right in that conversation if she beats her. I think a lot of it has to do with how she beats her. If she barely inks one out in a split decision, they're gonna be like, okay, well, you're there, but let's maybe have a fight number Give three you or number one. one. Yeah, number one more. Okay, but if you if she ends up going out there and subbing her or knocking her out or grinding pounding her out, whatever it is, I think they look to give her a tunnel shot right away. Because look, they're tired of just they're gonna start burning through the same people. For, well, for they Chuck need Chank. somebody. Yeah, they need somebody there. For Chuchanko, and at least Misha's got a name. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And I she's agree. been she's the champion. champion. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, if Hebus wins won't... this weekend, that, that would put Hebus, you know, right there at number you know, one or two. Yeah, she was going to be Chikigian. So, yeah, no, also Hebus, that possibility as well. Hebus is not going to be at number one. Well, she's I'm not saying if jump Hebus, that far. you have lost. Well, she, you have if she beats number, she beats number one. You don't think they're going to they're going to consider her for a title shot? She's no. like their future star? Absolutely not. She has their future star. If she star, beats Chikagian, she'll move up to somewhere around five. I disagree. I think she'll move to three. Ooh, yeah. Going all that way. She'll move to three, yeah. She's nine she'll right now. I mean. Yeah. She'll move to three. I mean, example is this. Is I came in. Who's, I who's number two and three right now? Uh, Flyway. Uh, two and three are Lauren Murphy and Jessica Andrade. Andrade. She's not going to pass Andrade. Ooh, that, you're right. You might be right there. But she'll be in that top three. Not number five. Okay. <laughs> love you. I love you. That's right. I love it, man. I love it. Because a classic example is this. Is that Nate fought uh, Benson before I came to the UFC. I wasn't ranked yet. Fought Nate. I only went to three. I didn't get higher than two and three. He was number one at the time. So. Doesn't Dana hate you, though? Yeah, that's true. He does. <laughs> You know, you know why? Yeah, we all know. I think I think majority of people know why. All right, carry on. Let's let's get some news. Let's do some news. Right. We're at. Uh, we're we're going to wrap up on this one. Um, it's the big. It's, it's the big we're one. Great, we're having a great time right now. Come on, baby, can't it's, leave. We got good lighting. Okay, I can see John's beautiful gray hair. Um, so Nate Diaz wants out of the UFC. Um, you know, obviously being very vocal online. And Michael Chandler has responded to him. Um, Nate Diaz says, Everyone responded to him. Well, so Nate puts out July 30th, 170 pounds. Michael Chandler, obviously still on the high from the weekend, says, I'm there. Quick turnaround. Spin your head on its axis. Um, and then he followed it up and told Nate to shut up. Uh, stop complaining. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your head down until your daddy books your fight and, uh, to get your sacrificial dome bounced off the canvas again. Maybe it will be me if you're lucky. See you at the but top. Then Nate replied, that's why. <clears throat> so Nate replied in the middle of there, so you're missing one tweet. Nate replied yeah, Nate, that yeah. the UFC had him on ice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and and that's, when that Chandler, that's when Chandler came back and said, stop complaining. So, yeah. look, I, I, think, I think it really comes down to, I would love to see that fight. We talked about it earlier in the show. To me, that would be the fight to make because, look, if Nate does leave, which I believe, and I've said this for over a year now, okay, it's been about a year, that he is leaving. He's leaving to do a fight with uh, the, the one of the Paul guys, Poodlehead kid. Okay, he's leaving to be one of those. 
And even if he doesn't, he's going to leave and be, he wants to be left alone. I don't think he wants to be under contract with anyone when he retires. He wants to be able to just walk away. Like he sees what's going on with his brother and how his brother is locked in to the UFC. He has, he has no nothing. He can't do anything without the UFC's permission when it comes to events for boxing, events for MMA, whatever it is. He can't do any of that. And so I think he understands, I want to be out of my contract. So in a year... When Jake comes knocking or anybody anybody comes knocking for boxing or MMA, he has the freedom to do whatever that he wants and he can charge whatever he wants. So he's not stuck in this Ngannou situation where should I use Dana to negotiate my boxing? Should, no. No. They want to be free. And they've always wanted to be free. That's them. So I think the fight to make is this. You make Chandler because guess what? Chandler has a really good chance of beating him. Okay, he can out wrestle him for five rounds. He can stand with him a little bit. He's gonna be very cautious with the stand up as the fight goes on because Chandler does slow down by rounds two and a half, three. He will slow down, and Nate's gonna just push the pace, stick the jab in his face. He's gonna rock him, hurt him a little bit. So in a five round fight, it's a fun fight. But if Chandler wins, Nate goes off on a loss. If Nate wins. It sucks, but Chandler's also fought for the title. You're not losing anything because you still have Islam and Dariush that are number one, number one, number two contenders outside of Dustin and Justin and all these other guys that have Rammy names. Okay, so it's you. It's I think it's a, I think it's a good fight to have. That's going to be a very difficult fight for Nate to win, uh, in my opinion. I, I agree. I, look, I love Nate, but good wrestlers. I've always been his kryptonite. Huge. Him and his brother both. Yeah, and the fact that Chandler is a good wrestler. Chandler is physically strong where Nate's not that strong of a guy. At all. His submissions are good, but they're not going to catch Chandler, especially as the fight goes on. And not with the strength that Nate has. Yeah, and so it's that's a difficult fight for Nate. But if Nate takes it, you know, that's awesome. You know, and, and that's his, uh, that will be his exit fight, but. It actually, if you're the UFC, it makes sense. Yeah. It really does. Because Chandler, look, at, and this is for all those people out there that wanted to say that I was a homer or that, you know, and I said, look, Chandler's going to, it's going to do well in the UFC and they're going to like him. They love him. They love and him. And the fans have responded to him. Yeah. Just take a look at, you know, the, the little promo that he did there after that fight with Tony Ferguson. Yeah. When he went into his chael summon shtick. Yeah. Man, they ate that up. They loved it. And I don't blame them because the fans loved it. And they now want to see each one of those fights. It doesn't matter. Each one that he called out. And now it's not going to be even be any of those three. It would be Nate Diaz. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a huge fight. They're going to make a ton of money off of that fight. Yeah. And uh, they'll probably, you know, be keeping the guy that's going to, you know, in my opinion, I think Mike Chandler wins it. You know, and I, I hate to see Nate go out with a loss, but it's going to be a tough fight for him. We say we hate to see him go out on a loss, but guess I what? Do. He's lost the last couple. Yeah. So he would end up going on a loss anyways if he just walked away and wasn't able to fight. True. The bottom line is this. True. No matter what happens to Nate, whether he lost this one or four more in a row, he was still right off into the sunset and still get a lot of money for the Jake Paul fight. That's true. And that's the thing. So like like I've said, so there's certain matter. fighters that just are immune to what happens. Mazadal kind of being one of them. Yeah. Okay, Nate and Nick are definitely part of that. There's certain guys that you can just, 
We don't give a shit if you lost. We just want to see you know, Conor McGregor. Go on back to that real quick. Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah, Conor's definitely. He's going to come back and fight again but, in, what, three losses in a row? But and no one's going to give a shit. Masvidal was, you know, a ham and egger for a long time. No one gave him credit for anything. We Everyone that knew him knew he was a good fighter. Yeah. But he never got, you know, that rub where people were, you know, gave. You know, I see what man. you did there, Rob. I saw huh? what you did there. People, you know, <laughs> wanted to see him and stuff like that. And it really was, if you think about it, and yeah, he had a couple of good fights in the UFC that you know put him in that position. He beat Donald Cerrone and things like that. But it was when Nate Diaz called him out and said, this is for the baddest motherfucker. That really fucking put him over the top. But see, I thought it was I thought it was the Ben Askren fight. The only reason why I thought it was the Ben the Askren fight. The Ben Askren fight was after <clears throat> that. No, I thought it was before that. No. Dave, look that up. Yeah, look that I think up. Ben was first. I could be wrong. I think Ben was first. So the reason why I think the Ben situation ben threw him first. over the top, the reason why the Ben fight threw him over the top is after he knocked him out, he sat down next to him and started stopping the mat and doing the whole like oh, yeah. falling over. That to me is what catapulted him to that next level. And then the Nate fight. Dave, did you look it up? Yep. Ben, it was Ben first, then Nate. Okay. See, some of you guys think John's mind is still trapped. Okay? <laughs> He's 80 years old, guys. Okay, Let's just clarify this right now. I love it. Because he had, he had the incident with Leon that was yes, after that, the Darren Till fight. Yeah. And that one was kind of, you know. Yeah. That got people's That attention. got people's attention. Well, the Darren Till fight itself got their attention, and then the whole thing that happened it in the It could have happened at a better time. Oh, no. You know, he it, chained it together probably oh, yeah. better than anyone else. I mean, just the Darren Till knockout. Then the thing in Leon Edwards in the back. But then it was Ben Askren. Two-piece in Minnesota. Yeah. That's why we still talk yeah, about it, because... He's got you get him with the two pieces. That the one liners were great. Oh, then fantastic. then then he went out there and starch starts uh, Ben Askren. Yeah. But to me, with the Ben Askren thing, where he did like he like felt like he was a dead body and just fell over in the cage, and then he was hitting the mat afterwards, like pointing at him. Those are the things that people remember. Like I remember the knockout, sure, but I remember specifically the whole like stiff body and falling over. I remember that. I remember that. And then he goes out there and fights Nate. You yeah. know? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. there are these guys. There's certain guys that are just immune to whatever it is you do. Conor McGregor mm-hmm. being the guy, like realistically, leads the way in terms of it doesn't matter if he lost 10 times in a row. People still pay to watch him either lose or to win. He is like a Floyd Mayweather. People either want to see him win or they want to see so him basically lose. Basically, it's Teflon. It's Teflon. It really is. Yeah, yeah a really bad Teflon. But <laughs> really bad Teflon. <laughs> All right. Uh, is that everything? That's us. Okay. So if you guys are listening to this show, if you took one anything away from this, Charles Oliveira is legit. He is a great fighter. He's absolutely amazing. Charles Oliveira is the best lightweight in the world. You guys, I want way. you guys to understand that. I have nothing but respect for him and his talent. And I love the fact that he can get dropped, roll back to his back and say, come to Poppy. And no one is willing to jump in there. I love that. But guess what? Islam's your guy. <laughs> I know you guys hate it when I say that. I'll read the comments later because I know that's what I do. John knows I spent a couple hours doing it, but yeah. have fun, man. I love this guy. I love, I love doing this. I love being next to my, my buddy here. Okay, I love, you know, picking on Podcast Dave because Podcast Dave is one of my I best friends. picking on old men. I do love picking on old men, even Podcast Dave. Right. Okay. For everyone out there, thanks for watching, listening, all the good stuff. We hope you were entertained. And the next time we'll actually be in studio, so it will be a little bit better sound quality, a little better lighting, 
And we I have to have move my studio next bit. week. Well, that's awesome. That's going to have a bad studio. But I never have a bad studio. Everyone out there, have a good week. Do something kind for somebody just because you can, and we will see you. No, sorry. We have to tune in to Showtime. Ooh. Watch Bellator this Friday night. Oh, yeah. Make sure you guys watch the UFC as well. Bellator Friday night. We are here from London, and we will see you. See you.